This episode is going to be about the craziness known as Bennington Triangle. Bennington Triangle was phrased by an author, Joseph Citro, in 1992 because of a few odd disappearances in Vermont. But the first disappearance was of a 74-year-old Mitty Rivers on November 12, 1945, who would go out to hunt. And at the time, he was guiding a group of four hunters up a mountain. And it was stated on the way back he had got ahead of the group and was never seen again. The group had mentioned they thought he was quickening his pace to get back to camp and they would find him there, but that was not the case. My question was the group roughly the same age as Maddie, or Mitty, I mean. But from research, I believe he was older. So I'm not sure how much older. But uh, for his age, it seems, you know, he had, had to been in good shape, which probably in the 40s, though, I think 70s, because they were, you know, working men. Uh, it was reported that Mitty was very familiar with the area and was an experienced hunter, but they wondered if maybe he had just got turned around in the wrong direction and would arrive at camp later. He would never show, and it stated three days later a search party would be formed, but all that was found was a single shell from a hunting rifle near a small stream. They wondered if he had leaned over to look into the water and it fell out of his front pocket. But do we know if the shell even belonged to him? And why didn't these four hunters wonder why he took off like he did? Uh, well, more questions surfaced when I stumbled upon an article that I, that mentioned about Mitty's disappearance. It stated no known official file of his disappearance has survived down through the years. It did mention the police force hadn't been formed yet, so that could explain the reason. In any ways, it mentioned he was hunting with his son-in-law, and they got separated. And it was mentioned he would go a short distance further then return, but he never did. And the research, well, the search, I mean, was about 20 men, and by the third day, it was about 500 men, and would end after eight days with nothing being found. The story is interesting, but kind of confusing, since the report of four hunters, till he was just hunting with a son-in-law. So it definitely seems like very, very miscommunication somewhere through the news articles. And stuff, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So. And that bullet could not even been his or shell, whatever. Yeah, like I don't know if it was actually ever confirmed to be his. So you have that to look at. And. You know, you go from four hunters to his son in law. I kind of believe the son in law story. So I kind of think he was with a son-in-law and then just kind of like they said, just got a little separated, like went a little further. Like that one thing from the missing 401, the hunted. Mm -hmm. Remember when the uh, guy, they, they, what was it? So many yards apart, they were apart. I kind of see it something being something like that, is my opinion. Yeah. It is weird, though, if he was an experienced hunter and then he just vanished and never to be seen again, like that is interesting. Uh, the second disappearance was of 18-year-old Paula Jean Weldon on December 1st, 1946. She had set out for a hike on the Long Trail, and many witnesses saw her go, and one man even gave her directions. She was supposedly seen on the trail by an older couple who were about 100 yards behind her, and according to them, she turned a corner, and when they reached that same corner, they could not see her. My question is, once you go around this corner, is it, the, you know, the trail just a straight shot? Or does it, you know, zigzag so, you know, if they got around the corner, they wouldn't be able to see her because, you know, it, say it went somewhere else out of you, you know what I mean? 
-hmm. like it was like a straight shot and yeah i could kind of see you know that being kind of weird if they couldn't find her but um 100 yards you know can be far so she could have just been you know out of sight depending on how far you know they could see from that a search would be conducted but when uh she didn't return well a search would be conducted when she didn't return to college campus but no evidence was ever found of her and many rumors surfaced but nothing concrete and we will discuss her case more in the next episode because i found her case very interesting but uh what do you kind of just with this quick overall view of it do you think mm -hmm. she just kind of died in the woods because if you look at december 1st maybe got lost and just kind of like got too cold very possibility like if there's more that we'll discuss more with it or like you get too cold and weak or an animal comes that you can't like fight off something like that yeah i could see that um the uh, third disappearance was of uh, 68 year old james tedford on december 1st 1949 he was a veteran and a resident of the bennington soldiers home he had been visiting with family in another town and was returning home on the bus when he vanished. According to witnesses, James got on the bus, was still on the bus at the previous stop before arriving in Bennington. Somewhere between the last stop and Bennington's where he disappeared. His belongings were still in the luggage rack and an open bus timetable was on his vacant seat. Where did he go? The only thing that makes sense is be some. he got off the bus somewhere and nobody seen him. If you could go probably paranormal angle to it, and like he just disappeared. But you'd think, because 68 years old, you know, that's pretty old. But if he was visiting with family, like, what was the visit of? Like, you know, was he down on his luck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never could find anything like how he was when they last seen him. But common thing, he might have, you know, just got off the bus and nobody seen him. Or, like, if he could go the paranormal ride. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I don't think it's real. You just think just simple? No, yeah. Got off the bus and nobody actually spotted like he snuck off? Like, probably just, I don't know. Like, when I'm out, I don't pay attention to every single person and pay attention to exactly who they are and their face and everything. Like, I may, I watch when say people go a, by me, but I'm not going to remember who it Say is. he had something until he, like, covers face, you know, just kind of ducked out behind somebody. Yeah. Or, Anything. I don't think a bus driver or anybody's going to pay attention to one guy repeatedly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you stare him down. Yeah. Unless he was, like, shady looking, but I'm sure he blended in. Yeah. Well, the fourth uh, disappearance was of eight-year-old Paul Jepson on October 12th, 1950. Paul had went with his mother in a truck. She had left him there unattended while she fed some pigs. Uh, she would be gone for about an hour, and when she returned, he was nowhere in sight. Search parties would be created, and nothing was ever found, and it was reported Paul was wearing a bright red jacket, so they thought, you know, it'd be, it'd have been easier to spot, but nothing was ever found. One report said bloodhounds tracked Paul to nearby crossroads, so they wondered if someone abducted him from there, but no trace of Paul has ever been found. At a crossroads? Yes, I think if dogs tracked that, somebody got him. I think he was abducted. 
Yeah. Whether he was killed or not, he was still taken. Which or he may not have been taken. He could have been, you know, somebody he hitchhiked and pick somebody picked him up and just happened to be a bad person. They may not have intentionally been like, oh, oh I'm still, out to you'd get still, this you'd guy. still be abducting him though, if he, even if he. Yeah, but it's not like because you never out, he he was never returned. Targeting him, it's not oh, like yeah. they targeted him. Well, a lot of people, a lot of like serial killers and stuff, don't target. It's I just know. opportunity. So, but it was weird. I wonder how far, like, his mom was away. Like, it says an hour, but I wonder what the distance was. Mm. Was it, like, a good little distance or not very far? That's kind of what I wonder. Mm. I don't know. I tell. Because if she was, you know, like, an eye, apparently she wasn't outside of the truck. So, you know, I, I could think that much for him to be able to get out of the truck and take off. So he's probably playing and end up just going and doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last disappearance, this one's interesting as well. Uh, the But it was of a 53-year-old Frida Langer on October 28, 1950. This was just 16 days after Paul's disappearance. And she was with her cousin. Uh, they both had left their family campsite to go on a hike, and according to the cousin, she uh, slipped and fell into a stream. She would tell the cousin if he would wait there, she'd go back to the campsite, change clothes real quick, and catch back up to him. But she would never return, and eventually he would make his way back to the campsite and find that she was not there, and nobody had seen her since they left earlier that day to go on the hike. Over the next couple of weeks, several searches was conducted, but nothing was ever found of her. And on May 12th, 1951, that'd be what, almost seven months? Well, you might as well say almost November, so about six months then. Her body would be found near Somerset Reservoir, which was odd because it had been extensively searched back when she first disappeared. No cause of death could be determined because of the condition of her body. What do you make of that? Like the water damage? What about it? Is that why her body was? Well, it's been, it also had been six months, which it did survive. You know, you had to winter, but it's in May, so you had hot weather. But just said found near the reservoir. She might not, I don't know if she was actually found in the water, just found there. But her cousin said she'd go in it? No, she left. She said she was going to go change. I doubt this is a reservoir. She fell into like a stream. But she said she was going to go back to camp and change, and then... But I thought you said she fell in the stream. She did. That's not what... You did not pay attention at yes, all, did, I did you? Uh... She fell in a stream, said she was going to go back to campsite. And then found a reservoir. No. That's where her Six body... later. That's where her body, her dead body was found. That's exactly what I just said. Not in the same place. That's exactly what I'm saying. I you have me so confused. She fell. <laughs> that in a, is what I'm saying. She's the reservoir in the stream is probably two completely different things. That is what I'm saying. I know. Then why do you say that she was found in the stream, or whatever you said? I said she fell in it. Yeah, she fell in the stream, but not in the reservoir. And that's what her cousin told people that she fell and went to change. Yeah. Okay. So basically, she would never return back. Some people can't speculate somebody killed her. Well, I'd say they did. Could it have been the cousin? Because he was the last so. day with the two. Very possibility. I'm going to say cousin. 
But 53 years old, like, what a cousin, like, would have. Oh. But with a V, like, it's weird that she wasn't found, like, she wasn't found in the first search in that area. That's what I'm kind of thinking. If she was well, found in the water, it could have been. But it says near, so she bit. she might not have even been in the water. She might have just been on the bank. I'm not sure. It didn't really say if her body was in the water, but it just says near. No, it still could have been hidden under, like, brush or whatever. Well, you still think, found it again. You still think during the winter, though, where all the weeds and stuff were pretty much dead, that they would have been able to find something? But it definitely seems like something killed her, whether it be a person or something in the woods, I guess. Because October's not really... might have been a little chill, but it just probably depends. Um, to some questions. Um, do you feel these cases are connected? I personally don't. You know, Mitty was 74, Paula was 18, James was 68, Paul was 8, and Frida was 53. Like, their ages are off. Yeah, the years, you know, it's within a five-year period, but I kind of don't see any of them being linked together. Which I know, you know, with the triangle thing, it's kind of like talking about, like, alien abductions type stuff. But her body was the only one found. You know, Frida. She was found. All the aliens are just going to kill her. I know, but, like, they're all... And, like, said so the boy, there's evidence, you know, he was picked up by somebody. Like, Mitty and James are kind of odd. But, like I said, they could just be chalked up. Which, Mitty's probably the more, because there's nothing ever found. Gun, nothing. And, like, with Paula... So, you do have, you know, that. And, second question, do you feel that there's anything crazy about the Bennington Triangle? No. So, you just basically think it's all coincidence? Yeah. That's basically what number three question is. Is it just a bunch of odd cases that happened in Bennington during this year? So, basically, that's what you're going with. Yeah. It just kind of happened, and there's no say-so, you know, that they're linked together that's kind of what i could go with like yeah there might be maybe something weird going on there but there's not really a pattern so i don't know like maybe they could find you know one of their you know the other one's bodies i'd say paul you're never going to find james but paul and mitty might be able to find since like their last known you know was in the woods well, the last thing we were about would be the only thing I could think of. But, uh, I guess that's all we have for this episode. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, yeah, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.